Episode 69, Israel's Covenant. Moses would give his second sermon to the people of Israel, reminding them of the covenant that they had made between them and the Lord. Welcome to the history of the Bible. In the last episode, we discussed Moses' first sermon to the Israelites. It was really about the history that the people have had with the Lord. A little bit was said about Egypt, but that was the previous generation's testimony. Moses gave the current generation's testimony to them. From the time that they came out of the wilderness and journeyed around the Edomites and the Moabites, the battles had already been won against two stronger kingdoms than the Israelites. This would bring us to the second speech or sermon of Moses that he gave to the Israelites. In his second speech, Moses would discuss the covenant that was made between the two parties, God and the Israelites. The speech would cover the general terms of the agreement and then work towards very specific details. This means that the beginning of Moses' speech touches on the general covenant, things such as the Ten Commandments, the request for Moses to be the mediator between the people and God, and learning lessons that can be taken from their journey. However, in the last part of the speech, Moses gets into the details of the covenant, which ultimately comes about how the law of God should be played out in each person's day-to-day life. So in chapter 5 of Deuteronomy, Moses begins his second speech by summoning all of Israel and exhorting them to follow all the statutes that the Lord gave them. Be sure to learn and follow them very carefully, because the Lord didn't only make a covenant with their fathers, who have all died and passed away, but with those that Moses was talking to at that moment. To start, Moses would begin with the Ten Commandments. Here are the Ten Commandments from the mouth of Moses that he gave to the people of Israel. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for the Lord your God is a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate him, but showing steadfast love to those who love him and keep God's commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Observe the Sabbath day, keep it holy, as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But on the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male and female servants or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates that your male and your female servants may rest as well as you. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commands you to keep the Sabbath day. Honor your father and mother as the Lord your God commanded you 
that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, and you shall not desire your neighbor's house, his field, his male or female servants, his ox, his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. These are the words that Moses spoke to the people. Now, we need to remember that Moses is acting as a mediator between the Israelites and God. When the Lord originally spoke to the Israelites from out of the fire at the mountain about the Ten Commandments, the people were so afraid that they did not want to have direct communication with the Lord. So that is why Moses would become the mediator between the two parties. So with Moses being the spokesperson for God to the Israelites, it was his responsibility to communicate all of the commandments and statues of the Lord to the people. This is what the second sermon of Moses is really about. He is teaching the people the commandments of the Lord that he had received. Deuteronomy 6 verses 1 and 2 says, Now this is the commandment, the statutes, and the rules, that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land in which you are going over to possess it, that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your son and your son's sons, by keeping all of his statutes and his commandments, which I command you, all the days of your life, and that your days may be long. Now, when it says that your days may be long, it isn't referring to them having a long life, although it could help them have a longer life. But it's talking about the people of Israel as a whole, living a long time in the land that they are going over to possess. Because if the people did not obey the Lord's commandments, he would remove them from the land. Beginning in chapter 6, Moses begins his sermon encouraging the people to take heart the commandments of the Lord and to teach them to their children. The commandments were to be taught, also sharing with them the testimonies of what the Lord did for them and bringing them out of Egypt and into a bountiful land. A land that had plenty of fruits and produce, all which the Israelites did not need to prepare the fields, vineyards, or orchards because they were going in to possess it, the Canaanites. When the Israelites do go over to possess the land, they are required by the Lord to destroy all of the nations within the land of Canaan. Not one of them was to remain. The reason is that if the Israelites were to intermarry with the people, those nations within the land were kept alive, Eventually, they would draw away the heart of Israel to pursue other gods and goddesses. Just like the Midianites enticed men from Israel to pursue their gods through sexual cult practices. That is why when the Israelites came into the land, they were to destroy all the people in their places of worship. Because the Lord had chosen the people of Israel to be his people to be the people that he would live among and they would be his people, to be a nation in which the rest of the world would see the one true God 
and be able to come back into relationship with him. But it isn't because the Israelites were a great nation or did things right that the Lord was building this type of relationship with them. No, rather it was because he loved them and he was holding to his side of the promise that he gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The nations that the Israelites were going to face in the land of Canaan were stronger and mightier than they were. However, they only needed to remember what the Lord had already done with the Egyptians, how he brought them out from bondage under the hand of the king of Egypt, who at the time was one of the most powerful men in the world. So Moses reminds the Israelites that the Lord will fight for them, and in reality, he would do most of the fighting. All the Israelites had to do was go in and possess the land. Once they possessed the land, the Lord would bless them as long as they followed and obeyed his commandments. Deuteronomy 8 verse 18, the Lord tells the Israelites through Moses that it is the Lord who gives you the power to get wealth. Wealth was gained mostly through the produce of the land and the offspring of the herds and cattle. Yes, this did include gold and silver, but it was also meant that there would not be any miscarriages in the animals or with the Israelite women, that the land would produce bountiful amounts of fruits and produce. All of this would be so, so that it would be a sign to them that the Lord was confirming his covenant with the Israelites and their forefathers. However, there was a warning with all of this. If the Israelites were to forget the Lord and begin to become prideful in thinking that they had gained the land and no longer needed the Lord, he would remove them. Remove the Israelites like they were to remove the Canaanites who are currently living in the land. Moses even tells the people that it isn't because the Israelites were righteous that the Lord was giving them the land, because we all know how easily the Israelites could be swayed to follow other deities. Moses even tells the people that it isn't because the Israelites were righteous that the Lord was giving them the land, because we all know how easily the Israelites can be swayed to follow other deities. He uses the example of the golden calf, in which the people made for themselves a golden image for them to worship, saying, this is your God. So quickly, the Israelites turned from following the Lord. And that was right after being spoken to by the Lord from the fire on the mountain to have no other gods and to not create for themselves any image of the Lord. Through his sermon, Moses would remind the Israelites that they were not perfect and that they had already fallen multiple times from following the Lord. Throughout the journey in the wilderness, rebellions happened. The people wanted to raise another leader who would take them back to Egypt. They complained all the way from Egypt to the plains of Moab. Moses acted as their mediators so that the Lord would not destroy them. Because let's face it, they were rebellious people who did not want to follow God. However, Moses does encourage the people that despite them not following God, and the fact that the Lord has shown them great signs and wonders, he encourages them to choose the Lord. 
to follow and pursue him by keeping all the commandments of the Lord when they came into the promised land. If they do follow the Lord, then it will go well with them in the land. The rain will come in its seasons, the crops and produce will be harvested in abundance, and the livestock will be thriving. They would not be in need or want. The Lord will provide everything that they would need. However, if they turn away, as they have done so often already, the Lord promises to remove them. This is why Moses tells the people that the Lord is setting before you a blessing and a curse. A blessing if they would obey the commandments and a curse if they chose not to follow. Don't worry, that was only the first part of the speech that Moses was giving the Israelites. Really, the whole first half was Moses making the point that the people really had a choice. They could choose to follow the Lord or not. But Moses was highly encouraging them to follow and not reject the Lord as they had done so often already. The latter half of the sermon that Moses would continue giving would be more specific about the details of those commandments that he was encouraging them to follow. He would begin by telling the Israelites to tear down all the Canaanites' places of worship because the Canaanites would worship their gods in evil ways, even burning their sons and daughters in fire to worship them. Even if a prophet or a dreamer comes from within Israel and tells the people to go worship the Canaanite gods and goddesses, they were not to listen because Moses is telling them all that they would need to know about pursuing the Lord. The Lord took it very seriously. The thought of a person from within the people of Israel trying to entice the rest to worship other gods. It says in Deuteronomy 13 verses 6 through 15, the Lord says that even if a family member, their wives, a close friend, or even the whole city tries to entice them to pursue the Canaanite gods, they were to kill them. If it was an individual, they were to be stoned to death. If it was a city, they were to kill everyone in the city and burn everything inside, not taking any spoils of war. The Lord was extremely serious about the Israelites not pursuing other deities because the Lord knew what was best for them. That would be a personal relationship with Yahweh and his people. That is why eventually the Lord would set a specific location where the tabernacle would be set up and all the tribes would come to that location to make their offerings and give their worship unto the Lord. As Moses would continue to give his sermon to the Israelites who were camping in the plains of Moab, he would turn the subject matter from being general to specifics with the laws. The first half was about encouraging the Israelites to follow the commandments of the Lord. Now, Moses would get specific on different laws. From knowing what animals were clean and unclean to eat, to bring in the tithes so that the Levites, widows, fatherless, and foreigners would be provided for by the people. The Levites wouldn't have any land as an inheritance, so they only got cities. This would make it more difficult for them to cultivate land when they didn't have any to do so with.
taking the sabbatical year and giving the slaves within their communities who were Israelites their freedom and provision so that they could go back to their father's land. This would happen every seventh year. The people were to honor the Lord with all of their firstborn animals, as this was an act of worship. Moses called for the people to observe the different feasts, the Passover, the Feast of Weeks, and the Feast of Booths. Laws concerning judges and appointing them and how they should make legal decisions. Cities of refuge for people who accidentally killed their neighbors. Property laws are all about setting and keeping the boundaries that they would set up. Laws about witnesses and how there needed to be two witnesses. One would not hold up in the court of law. Boundaries were set up for when one day the Israelites would set up a king over themselves in the land. Expectations of prophets that would rise, given that because the people didn't want to hear directly from the Lord they would always have prophets in their land to give them the words of the Lord. God even gave them laws about how to do warfare. This one is interesting because the officers of the army were to ask the men under their command, is there any man who has built a new house and has not dedicated it? Let him go back to his house, lest he die in battle and another man dedicate it. And is there any man who has planted a vineyard and has not enjoyed its fruits? Let him go back to his house, lest he die in battle and another man enjoy its fruits. And is there any man who has betrothed or engaged a wife and has not taken her? Let him go back to his house, lest he die in battle and another man take her. Then, after sending those men home, the officers were to follow up with those questions with another one saying, Is there any man who is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go back to his house, lest he make the heart of his fellows melt like his own. The Lord was with the Israelites when they went out for battle, and so it didn't matter the amount of men that they had. They knew that the battle belonged to the Lord. The Lord even gave rules of engagement for the Israelites when they were to come up to a city to capture it. They first had to offer peace to it. If they accept it, then the people would become forced laborers. If the city made war, then the Israelites were to besiege the city. However, when building the siege works, they were not allowed to chop any fruit-bearing trees, only trees that were just used for wood. When the city was finally broken into, all the males were to be killed. The women and little ones, the livestock, and the spoils of the city were to be given to the army. The unmarried soldiers were allowed to take one of the women home from the battle to become his wife if he chose to do so. These rules of engagement with a city were only for cities outside of the land of Canaan. For all the cities within the land of Canaan, no one was to be left alive. Moses would continue to give the people different laws in his sermons, laws that may seem random to us, but they were very important to them. No matter all the different laws and commandments, it ultimately comes down to the people loving the Lord their God with all their heart, mind, 
and strength. Because when they came into the new land that was promised to their fathers, all that the Lord wanted from the people was for them to remember the Lord their God and to pursue him. These laws that Moses gave were only meant to give the people very specific ways for them to pursue the Lord in their everyday lives. This would conclude Moses' second sermon that he gave to the Israelites. Yes, we did sweep right over it, but as it was mentioned, the book of Deuteronomy is very much a summary from Moses' perspective of the journey of the Israelites. The laws and commandments were not new. They were already given to the people. So as we continue to go through Deuteronomy, it will still be a summary of the Israelites' journey from the perspective of Moses. However, all of this was meant to prepare for the coming days of the Israelites in which they would begin taking possession of the land. So join us next time in episode 70 as we'll wrap up the book of Deuteronomy. In episode 70, The Blessing. Thanks for listening to the History of the Bible. Let's get the word out by liking, rating, and following the show. This episode was produced by Nikeo Productions. To check out other shows, search for Nikeo Productions wherever you listen to podcasts.